Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hurry on sundown, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Bet365. My name is Marcus C. Speller, and that's Luke A. Moore. All right. That's Jim Campbell. Hello. And that's Pete D. Donaldson. I don't have a middle name. Got your middle name, Edward. Jim. It's mm. Edward. Yeah, yeah, we've done this recently, yeah. Christopher. Yeah, indeed, we have. Pete doesn't have a middle name, but he is wearing an Olympiacos shirt. I yep. am. I'm. Uh, I'm dressed like a uh, commoner garden footballer today. Um, is it because you want to be on the continent? <laughs> yes, I want to curry favour with yeah. the with esoteric products. With Brussels, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it because you were planning to go to the gym but forgot to bring your own lock? Yeah. And I, I, I would what sort us- of gym would, is that? I would mm. usually go. <laughs> I would usually go without lock, but um, I've got my laptop with me, so I'm not. Don't advertise that. it. I know. It's, uh, yeah, cats out the bag now, isn't it? Um, if you want to get more involved in football, Peter, are mm. you going to respond to Jeff Stelling's heartfelt plea to save Hartlepool United? I've given five hundred for... quid when I was drunk about a few months ago. Did you? Yeah. God, that's a that is a revelation. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hear that? Yeah. What? <laughs> what else did you get that night? <laughs> Marcus, what That's I not do know, the strangest thing I spent money on. What, what I do know is that the Pete Donaldson um, heart cannot take both Maplins and Hartlepool going under in the same week. I know. Week you, so we're yeah. using the a tough week for Pete. We're you using the playout mind. system from an iPad through a, a Maplins branded cable. I mean, so many emotions. Pete, you can only save one. <laughs> yeah. Who's it going to be? Yeah, well, I've been it's funny, tra- isn't it? well, I've been trading on the fact that uh, that I have been, I have been, and am a Hartlepool Union for such a long time. I thought yeah. I'd better put my hand in my bloody pocket. Long time ago, now didn't mention it, didn't no. need to. I, I thought you might have done, and I wanted to, I wanted no. to give you a bit of credit there. Mm. But yeah, sad scenes indeed for Hartlepool. Mm. Actually, all fingers crossed they come out of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and Maplins. Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> and Toys R Us. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, dear, although they are sort of dramatically irresponsible given their. Target demographics. We haven't got time for that now, Jim. <laughs> yeah, can't get into not. that in depth. But we do have time to talk about VAR. <laughs> Let's cheer people up with a bit of VAR. <laughs> <laughs> what a shit show. Oh my goodness, mm. yeah. Spurs, they beat Rochdale, of course, 6-1 at Wembley. Um, but can, I, can I just open the conversation, Marcus, by saying, and this is a direct quote, <laughs> yep. to correct clear errors and for missed serious incidents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, given the snow wasn't basically every incident missed, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, is it, too, is it too much to ask for them to look at the weather forecast and, and get a ball of a different colour? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. orange ball. <laughs> yeah, Surely but... Wembley has an orange ball. Does it not work in snowy conditions? Is that why? Which, to be honest, uh, in a situation where you're working with um, teams from the lower leagues, means that VR will never work in lower league football. Because of the conditions. Because of the conditions, and they don't have undersoil heating a lot of the time, blah, Sorry, blah, blah. Is it's it not colder snowing in, <laughs> in lower, lower league football? football? No, but it's frequently, the, the pitch is frequently a way more white colour than the Premier League ones. What? Yeah, what? we go. I'm just if you're a lower league team, you don't have undersoil heating. You, have a, you, have you don't have the pitch. lighting system, <laughs> but and the snow lays a lot a lot easier. Mm. You saw Stephen Taylor 
getting involved with a bit of uh, shovel and uh, spade action, uh, getting rid yeah. of all of the uh, snow. Does this relate to white dog poo or not? I'm mm, not really no. sure. To be uh, the only way, the only way you could see and therefore enjoy Son's second goal mm. midweek <laughs> is because is you, you because you could only see the ball because of the trail it left in the snow. Yes, that was and exciting. Spurs themselves were basically invisible at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> awesome. Short. So they've, they've, the FA, and yeah, I imagine we'll find a bit of time to talk about them in a bit more detail in a minute, but they've decided <laughs> that it's okay for Spurs to wear a white kit yeah. and use a normal coloured ball when there is the most snow forecast in London for many a year, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's fine. And you know what we're going to do into the bargain? We're going to make all the fans who've come out Sit around and wait for, st- for, for ridiculous <laughs> yeah. things to happen. I mean, we, absolutely yeah. silly. Yeah, could they have not just said actually? We it's Spurs versus Rochdale. We probably won't need VAR tonight, and if we do, let's make sure we get it right. But the orange ball, like it's such mm. a simple bloody thing. Yeah, it's not. We're not. Well, the ball is much. like an, the ball is is like a yellow colour, but nowhere near. Yeah, that's what I mean. Enough. They yeah. would probably argue. Well, it's not white, so don't worry about it. Well, we will worry about it because yeah. we want our orange ball. Yeah, so, so, Marcus, what did you think then about this implementation of, of, of VAR? In that game, because I thought, <laughs> I thought referee Paul Tierney had a, had a tough evening. Yeah, yeah, he had a very tough evening. There was lots going on, um, but as the Independent put it, the fifth round of the FA Cup has never seen a match as farcical as this. No, <laughs> and it's then, a bit of at, at the home of football, yeah. Wembley. <laughs> I, I, I really, um, the thing I really, really, I do understand that there are there are going to be teething um, issues, lots of with them. with this stuff, and we've talked about it on the continent with. Um, with other European leagues and, and James Horncastle put mm-hmm. in a few different points about how the um, the benefits that haven't potentially been seen or weren't, weren't predicted have, 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 have ended up making it quite good. And I get all that. And if you want to hear about that, you can listen to it on the constant. I'm not going to repeat it here. But the the, 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 the problem I've got on it, the real worry about it for me, is, is something that Pochettino picked up on after the game, which is if you are going to implement VAR in a is there any reason I can't give this goal kind mm-hmm. of way that they do in rugby then you are fundamentally changing yes. how people enjoy football. I because agree. you are never mm. going to be able to, 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 to properly celebrate a goal mm-hmm. of any description because there could have been some sort of infringement in the build-up, which we, you may have missed. 30 seconds earlier. Yeah, you may have missed. And, and a great example of that, clearly, is the, um, the Llorente tussle to disallow Lamella's goal, mm-hmm. which no one can say is a clear and obvious error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of... If not all the not all laws, but a lot of the laws are dressed up and 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 and, and used um, down to the referee's interpretation. Absolutely. So at the best, you are going to undermine the referee's dominance on the pitch. At worst, you are going to change fundamentally how people enjoy watching the game. I have a solution to that. Okay, which is that orange ball. You don't implement no. You don't implement um, any VAR decision until the end of the game. So you might be three 0 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just got to play it out. It literally will be nil-nil. Nil-nil, lads. Nil-nil. That would be fantastic. Well, we ended up winning 2-1. I thought we'd lost 4-2. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned earlier that we talk a bit more about the FA, and it's, it's, they're, an easy, um, they're an easy hook to hang your football ills on. They make themselves yet. an easy target. But there, there is no defence um, to, to not um, seek advice from other sports that use this technology already. I know the sports are going to be different. I know yeah. it's going to be implemented in a different well, way. Not but even the other pr- sports. Other, other football associations that already use it. Yeah, but they, well, either of those things is completely baffling. For me... It, and it's in line... To be perfectly frank, Jim, it's in line with uh, the FA's arrogance. They, mm. they need to start taking advice on how to implement it properly. You're not going to get... Even, even this idea about um, 
showing the replays on screens. Still not going to sort it. For me, with VAR, if they are going to implement it, you have to implement it at the very, very specific incident that people are scrutinising. Because, like you say... If you if you look at a foul that was is that a penalty was that offside and you go oh well actually but five seconds before ten seconds before there was a f- all right well we'll give the f- no 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 mm. none of that did he foul him did he not was it offside was it not the, the, they the, are the things that you have to to to, to, to reduce it, it to yeah. they're, they're only just, offside really just, there just needs to be three referees fully paired up referees sat in a room with every camera angle possible yep. and it's a voting system and if that decision isn't yeah. reached within three seconds of the incident you know five seconds of the incident yep. uh, the referee can just blow the whistle stop the game uh, be explained what the problem was and, and go but from that there doesn't, otherwise, that otherwise doesn't it's solve... just, it just it just ruins the but Pete, that game still, yeah. that still doesn't solve the one of for me is one of the, I, I think that would be an improvement definitely but well, that, I think that's the way it has to yeah, be but that doesn't, under, that doesn't solve the underlying issue which is what Pochettino picked up on. His direct quote is, football is a game of emotions and we have to be careful not to kill it. If I can't shout when we score because we have to wait two minutes for a decision, mm. will yeah. I buy a ticket? Well, exactly. But, mm. but, but, yeah, but the decision whether the goal stands or not would be solved by that particular situation. But no, the prob- but the no it wouldn't be because you, if you, that moment, that, that split second when sure. the goal is scored, you cannot celebrate in the same yeah, unbridled but, way you would before because you're not sure at that point if it's a yeah, goal but or refer- not. Well, th- that will get smoothed over well, as, as, the te- as the technology continues and you use it more. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, Fans will start to start to realise that that's the situation, but, but um, goals get pulled back for offside all exactly, the time. Yeah, that's goals get pulled back already, for, so, for, okay. for kind of infringers in the penalty area. My problem is is the reason why we're talking about VAR. And we're not talking about uh, putting more referees in situations uh, in, in in the crowd or whatever. Um, is is because there's no referees lobbyist. It's the VAR. It's the technology who, who are coming to the to the FA and going, look, we got this amazing thing. The the the, the technolo- technological lobbyists will be the ones who are who are making all the money out of this particular situation. And the FA are only ha- too happy to spend their bloody surplus. Okay, so, so this, this goes all the way to City Hall. Yeah, yeah. I think it does. So, hang on. So we've heard the downsides of VAR. Many people critical of course, and as Luke says, Pochettino said it could kill the emotion of the game. However, let, let's see somebody who's for VAR or quite enjoyed it. Keith Hill, everyone's dad and Rochdale manager. He mm. said about the, the the VAR incidents in the first half, I thought it was superb. <laughs> I was totally immersed in that first half and it flew by. It was like speed football. I thought it was amazing. I really did. Oh, wow. <laughs> did, he then, did he then give someone a tenner? Like, I, I, don't, I, don't I don't think there's anything to suggest like impropriety from the FAP on, on why they're no, implementing but I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that the power of um, technological companies who have this technology is more powerful than common sense in many I, ways. I don't, but I, I, don't I don't think know if that's where this is coming and from. I don't, think, I don't think that's where it's come from. The area it comes down from like pressure from places like FIFA and UEFA and all the rest of it and, and the and the and the endless march of of progress and improving things because referees aren't getting enough things right. Now we can all agree that refereeing could be better, I think, if we don't agree with this, this, this issue on, on the other areas, but we can agree that referees need to be better. And I am I am massively in support of helping referees. I just don't think this is the right angle to do it. I think I think something like um, you know a, ref, a referee in each half or something like that would be a better implementation of, of improving decisions or just more referees, just a more competitive way of selecting referees. Mm. Well, you make it more fifth attractive. And sixth officials and that's not worked. It's, so it's, when people when you say more referees, people think oh, we've we've tried that. I think a referee in each half might be an idea, but then you're doubling the amount of referees you need. You, you then have. But make it attractive for, as a as, make it more attractive as a profession. Attract proper athletes who are, who have got the enough age and enough experience to be to be uh, dominant and to be able to make decisions, but are also young enough to be to be athletically able to keep up with the, with, with with players these days. I mean, the independent you mentioned the independent quote earlier. 
Um, if we can't agree on all the rest of it, we can hopefully agree on this because they also said, ultimately, this, was, this game was a sign that video technology has a long, long way to go before it can be reliably rolled out across the sport. I, I, have, think, I think that's got to be true. Have Protect your referees. More money. Uh, don't allow managers to even respond to a question uh, by, uh, by the national press about referees or decisions being made in the thing. Uh, just treat refereeing and treat the actual decision, the, the, the rules of the game, as just things that, that sometimes get right and sometimes they get wrong. If, um, and and the, the press will just stop asking questions because they won't get any responses about it, you know what I mean? I know managers are human stuff. Just sort of say, you're not allowed to talk, to, talk about a refereeing decision in your post-match. You're never allowed to do that. That's in your contract with the FA. Uh, and your club, and then all of these things will be uh, all of the kind of like the uh, the talk about how bad referees have been this season in particular won't exist, and we'll just have no, to just we'll just have to come down to the fact that referees are human. That is noble, but never happen. Yeah, yeah well, I'm just happened. yeah, but. The FA can put, put put a camera in every ground, but they can't sort out um, the way that the referees are treated by... Uh, it used to be that only captains are allowed to talk to the referees. That lasted for about a season. Yeah. Anyway, Spurs, uh, it was a good win for Spurs. We've uh, got to uh, mention Juventus hat-trick. A hat-trick yeah. for Juventus. 12-minute yeah. hat-trick. I mean, yeah. you, you're right. Did see that coming? Perfect no, yeah. Well, another thing we didn't see coming yeah. on the night, of course. <laughs> uh, but lovely, uh, lovely dinked goal um, to get him underway. And Spurs are now 9-4 second favourites to lift the FA Cup this season. Ooh. So £10 with Bet365 will return £32.50 should they win it in May. And we've got to mention Rochdale. They got an equalising goal. They, they, hit the post they goal. did. They had them going for a bit. Yeah. yeah. You know? The noble effort. It's well a done, shame then. for them that the, the conditions were so... Um, so difficult and yeah. Spurs are invisible and, and, also, and all these things but you know and still. also Jim another another. I know why you're saying that but in addition to that um, is that a shame that the conditions were so bad because a lot of people who maybe would have bought a ticket probably stayed away mm. and so they might not have got the gate mm. receipts they would have got otherwise you know absolutely uh, right gentlemen uh, Burnley and Everton they kick off Saturday's action in the Premier League neither side are in good form and neither side score many goals yeah it's going to be a good one I think yeah so, um, um, <laughs> you know, Everton have, have won a few um Percentage of their Premier League points away this season, and Burnley have won the lowest percentage um, in home matches. Mm. So this screams goose eggs, nil and nil. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone yeah. a bit under the radar how much how poor form Burnley are in because yeah, they, everyone has. everyone sort of decides, don't they, after about three or four months that that's that's the role that this particular team are going to play in the yeah. Premier League, and, and 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 the role Burnley have been given or had bestowed upon them is. Um, Oh, they've done really well this season, and they're they're brilliant, and they're probably going to come seventh, and that's it. Right. Well, we're now. It's the, t- t- today is the first of March. The last time Burnley won was the twelfth of December. That's was, unbelievable. That incredible. Which was a one nil home win against Stoke. Since then, they've played eleven league matches and scored just six goals. Now we have to say that that includes draws with Manchester City and Manchester United. So it's not all um, bad, but. But that's massively gone to the radar. It has, yeah. They're 10 points above the relegation zone. Now, you would have thought that they're not going to get relegated. No. Because 10 points is, is a big points tally, let's be honest. And there's a lot of teams down there. Not everyone has to play each other still and so on. But it's such a shame that they couldn't continue their early season good form, really. And I understand inertia kicks in and, and so on and so forth. But it is a shame for Burnley. And and, and you wonder with with Sean Dyche, you know, he's obviously got the job there. He's, New his contract. Job is, yeah. yeah, but his job is not under threat or anything. But he's clearly taken that team as far as they can go, which is very admirable. Don't get me wrong. He's done a fantastic job. And the fact is, they probably will finish, well, quite possibly finish in the top half of the Premier League, which is which is fantastic for a club like Burnley. Don't get me wrong. But you just wonder if he continues to do that. A bit like Alan Kerbishley at Charlton now. I know that 
did Pulis at Stoke. The Pulis at Stoke. You know, these kind of things obviously didn't work out too well for Charlton and um, and, and Kerbishley himself. But you wonder if Dyche will be there for that much longer because he's he's done all he can and it's been a great run. Oh, maybe he's particularly happy. He's a bit old school in that way and he thinks, I've got a job for but, life. But but I don't know. A lot of it depends on the, the atmosphere around the club. Yeah. Because the Pulis at Stoke thing was everyone just started to think that he'd taken them as far as he could mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. And, and so he eventually he moved on because they got caught, as I've talked about before, in this sort of existential nightmare. Where they didn't sure. really know what success looked like anymore. And I do understand the comparison, but Burnley finished 16th last season. Sure. They're going to improve on that in a big way. Mm. And um, But you wonder if it's Dyche himself, though. Yeah, oh, of course, no, absolutely. But he's just signed a new contract, so we have to assume that he's happy to stay at the moment. Sure. But with, with Burnley, you, you as long as a, a, a fan base and a club have got an idea about a clear idea about what success looks like for them. Mm-hmm. They should be able to avoid all these sort of doubts and these problems. No, that's a fair and, point. And what they need to do, essentially, I mean, given that stat you popped out there, they need to win a game. They need to mm. win a game badly. Well, I was pleased they signed Aaron Lennon on loan, was it? I can't remember now. Um, because a bit more of an attacking player, mm. potentially a little bit more sort of pace and flair. Um, and, and, I, and I think we'd love to see Burnley score a few more goals, but then I suppose they've got their system, they've got their style of play. Yeah. And... Yes, they've been very um, poor in terms of wins for the last sort of couple of months. However, they are 10 points above the relegation zone. And there's a lot of other clubs in that in the league who would love to be 10 points above the relegation zone right now. You I, know, th- so. I think um, Lennon's gone there permanently, I think. I think he's eligible to play. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, I mean, it's a great opportunity for them because, I, I mean... You've put in the running order a question, is, is Sam Allardyce doing a good job? No, yeah. um, yeah, well, he's, doing, uh, he's doing he's an absolute Well, choice. I, I, I was going to caveat that question by saying there is a right or wrong answer with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I think that the strange thing about uh, about this situation is that if you look at the, the performance at, at Watford, they were really happy with a the point there, or Allardyce was mm. certainly happy to set up for a point Everton away at fuming, Watford who were struggling. And, oh, absolutely, with yeah. the, the players they've got in that squad... And just the, the size of the club in general, they've got to be aiming for more than that. Jim, it must be so frustrating. What we're talking about here, aren't we, are, is almost like a systematic reduction of expectations by mm. Allardyce for Everton. Yeah. Well, this, I and mean, it's also a little bit of a contempt for any sort of expectations they might have. Yeah. Given well, the amount of money they spent in the summer. Yeah. He's he decided that even though they spent a lot of money, that because it didn't work out with Koeman, that he's on this like, this mad mm. like life-saving mission yeah, like for the rest of the season. Fight. Even though when he took over, there was still about 20 games left. It reminds <laughs> me, if I'm going to use another comparison, of, of, of a little bit when Redknapp was at Spurs. Now, obviously, Redknapp had uh, much more success than, than Allardyce is having at Everton, although he's been there far less uh, for far less time. But when Redknapp would say, oh, well, they've never had it so good down yeah. here, and all that kind of stuff, and yeah. basically say, well, you know, I'm, I'm outstripping all the expectations here, I'm outperforming and so on, and the fans were thinking, well, no, we've got a good side, and actually, yeah, fair enough, you've taken us to um, knock out stages of Champions League, and, and, and well done, but we can kick on here, and Redknapp was a bit like, well, well, well hang on, because he perhaps knew that he'd reached his, his level there. Well, that's, now, don't that get type me wrong. of manager is expert at reducing expectations. Completely. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't want to poo-poo his achievements, because, you know, he, he, there were some great results under Redknapp at Spurs. Let's not uh, be too harsh on him. But with Allardyce at the moment, you know, I mean, speaking of Burnley being 10 points, Everton are 7 points above the relegation zone. Now, I don't think for a second Everton are going to get relegated. But it's not that great. Koeman obviously didn't work out there. But the, the owner hiring Allardyce when they were going for, for um, Marco Silva. Very different change of yeah. Mad, mad, yeah. And, and I, think, mad. I think to myself, well, okay, you didn't get Silva. Um, might you have just stuck with Unsworth and then seen what happened with, with Silva? But getting Allardyce in, I suppose it was a kind of, ah, we, 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 yeah. we've got, we might get relegated I, I think Unsworth 
may have got them relegated though the way things were going and I mm. think it probably was like okay we can't we, we can't get plan A let's hastily make up a plan B Allardyce is available let's get him but I mean mm. even then like Jenk Tozen there's talk of him going straight back to Turkey that hasn't worked out and it's it almost oh, 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 I'm like, not sure that those reports were true I don't, was... he, right, whether the reports are true or not the sentiment behind it being that it's not working for him here is certainly yeah. what well, Allardyce saying about true. Davy Clarkson was interesting did you see his comments about Clarkson this is a guy who wasn't he not captain of that, that Ajax side the other year and, yeah. and Allardyce is basically saying well he's He's not really good enough at the moment or something like that. Wow. And the fans are saying, well, OK, he, he, he clearly hasn't performed brilliantly, but he hasn't started a game, I don't think, since last September. Yeah. And, and you think to yourself, well, if they need a little bit of something, might it be an idea to, gi- to give him a yeah. run out? I don't well, know. Certainly not to just bury his confidence. Yeah. Mm. It's almost as if Allardyce himself thinks the idea of success is poncy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, he does, he does. Everton are 2-1 to one with Bet365 to beat Burnley on Saturday, so £10 returns £30. Should those toffees chew up the clarets? And now it's time for emails with that man, PTD. It's time for emails. Uh, Alistair Cole. Hello, Alistair Cole. Straight in. You might remember me from missing four goals at the Swindon Town game. Uh, self-promotion. <laughs> self-promotion over. Uh, back in the late 90s, my parents were getting married and in attendance was Stuart Pearce, who was my dad's brother-in-law at the time oh. and coming to the end of his career. Oh, After, football royalty in the family. I know, right? After he got to the church, he was told uh, what pew he was going to be sitting on with my mum's brother. Never wanted to miss an opportunity for the joke. Bravely said, on the bench again, uh, Stuart. You must be getting used to that by now. And he was met with a psycho glare, enough for him to avoid going anywhere near Stuart Pearce. <laughs> How many England caps have you got? Yeah. <laughs> they have to avoid him for the rest of the wedding. I love the idea of that. Yeah. Footballers at weddings. If you've been uh, at a wedding and, uh, and seen a footballer, I have. Not... Andy Townsend. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. I went to, to a... Um... Was he in his tactics church truck? Uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't hang around, sadly. Because yeah. he saw me, probably. I <laughs> went to... Uh, a, sorry, Justice, I went to a wedding once and uh, James Richardson was there. Oh, mm. there we go. Not a footballer. Two footballing minds meeting. Yeah. We, so, we, couldn't, we couldn't... Um, me, because there would be a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was at a wedding with Colin Kazim Richards' parents. Once. There we go. That's nice. a good one. Lovely. That's a good one. I, I, I... went uh, to a wedding with um, Tierra Henry's fancy lass. Tierra Henry's fancy, fancy, fancy lass. lass. Is what that, is that you even? You might have to clarify I'm not, that. I don't, I don't think need it, to clarify I, that. <laughs> I don't think he should clarify that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if everyone's been to a wedding where there's a complete knobhead there and you have to spend the rest of the day avoiding them because weddings are quite this, this funny thing where yeah. you'll get put in the same place. Yeah, and Pete was invited and, to my wedding. <laughs> and if you've not had that experience, you are that knobhead. <laughs> yeah. Marcus uh, put me and Jim on the table with some of his oldest friends, which was <laughs> foolish. So very foolish. We drained them of all their stories. Yeah. And now we have cachet. <laughs> you put Pete on a table on his own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Classic. Well, probably on the, probably on the kids' table. Actually, yeah. they were actors. So well, the yeah. uh, you, you Any more emails, Peter? Uh, yeah, Liam, uh, in response to your question about members of bands who listen to the podcast, I felt I should pipe up. I was a member of Hey Chalet. They were on Six Music Radio on a little bit. How they, do you spell they, it? Hey Chalet. Uh, like Shola Amiobi, but with a Y in the end. Hey, Shirley. Charlotte Amiobi. So there we go. That, that, that's <laughs> as far as it's gotten. But, I mean, I think we can do a little bit better than I'm that. I'm terribly short, sorry. I've never heard of them. Short at thefootballramble.com. We had a lot of emails about Brass Monkey as well. We were talking oh, about yeah. Brass Monkeys. Um, apparently, it used to be a triangle, like a snooker triangle made of brass that was fixed to the decks of the boats and uh, then filled with cannonballs in a pyramid to stop them rolling around the decks to, to cause injury and mayhem. When it was called, the Brass Monkey would contract and the cannonballs would go all over the decks. So it was called enough to freeze the balls of a Brass Monkey. That was the full phrase. Mm. Guilty, get go. a new brass monkey. Yeah, so loads of people got in touch with that one, so uh, thank you so Good much to know. for that mm. one. Uh, can I squeeze one in very, very can. quickly? Dan, uh, anyway, uh, he was basically on his way to uh, the US, blah, blah, blah. Little nugget for a hit from his flight, almost literally, to eat away some of the eight hours 
it's a bit rude. I put on Monday's episode of the Football Ramble uh, while I was on a flight, and at the very moment Pete admitted his penchant for shoeless interviewing, I was eating my delicious British Airways meal uh, when the strangest thing happened. The man to my left stopped midway through his chicken, put down his fork, unwrapped the knob of butter, and ate the entire knob on its own. <laughs> what? I'm not here for that. That's so strange, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking that maybe we had something to do with it. Awful behaviour. Do you know once on a plane I was sat next to a chap who was so large that no part in no position could I not be in physical contact with him. Right. Mm. And it was a flight over the Atlantic, so it was quite a long one. And um, so I am not ashamed to say that I made up a story that my seat didn't recline and so I could I please move to a new one. And the uh, air stewardess said yes I could. Ah oh, job. She didn't check. Smart. If she checked didn't I was, check. I was yeah. absolutely yeah. fucked. Oh, that'll use the button. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Marvelous. There we go. Nice one, everybody. Appreciate yeah. your emails. Short, right then. Shortthefootballramble.com if you want to get in touch. Definitely. We're going to talk about Chelsea after this. All right, mate. Hurry up. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The only thing that they have got is the big boy up front, Sig Thorson. Oh, my oh, word. Oh. Welcome back, everybody, to the Football Ramble Preview Show. Chelsea are off to Manchester again, eh? This time against the Carabao Cup champs. I feel mm. for, I fear for Chelsea. Champions. I, I do, actually. You. For the first time in a while, I know they've not been in great form, and I know they're not by any means like a perfect side or whatever, but there's something about Chelsea under Conte at the moment. Do they feel like a team on the edge? Yeah, and mm. it feels to me that William aside, God bless him. Oh, I love <laughs> yeah, that man. Yeah, William aside, if it goes wrong for Chelsea at a club like Man City away, it could go really well, badly. Wrong. Yeah, there is a sense of sort of chaos and disarray with with Chelsea's Conte certainly this season, and City are, are set up to perfectly exploit that because they're so cold and ruthless in just sticking to their plan mm-hmm. that Chelsea could uh, they could unravel here. I don't. Know, I think this is going to be a belter. Yeah, mm. I think this could be like a three-two or something like that. Ooh, what yeah, a belter! I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Five goals, you say? Um, no, I, 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 I really do. I, I thought Thibaut Courtois was 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 interesting very, with his very frank comments on a Belgian radio station this week when talking about Antonio Conte's decision to sub off, sub off Eden Hazard at Old Trafford or sod him off. Yeah, well, indeed, Jim. He said, "I have no explanation for the substitution of Hazard. I did not expect it, but it's the manager's choice. He'll explain it. I can't look into his head." And it's quite strange for a footballer to be that frank, really. I mean, he, he was complaining that, that Hazard being taken off on, I think, 73 minutes is, is madness, considering, were they 2-1 down at the time? Or it, was, it was certainly yeah. poised. It was either 1-1 or 2-1. I think it was 1-1. I, I think, think it was one just after it, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's still... In, but one of your best players yeah, and, and that, biggest threats. It seems like you're sort of accepting a point there, but... Yeah, wait a bit longer. But Chelsea have lost three of their last four. They had a shellacking against Bournemouth, too. 
Mm. Despite not winning either of these games, they have put in better performances against Barcelona and Man yeah. United, Jim. So they're not dreadful at the moment. No, but then City is another team of that sort of level, isn't it? So it's not like it gets any easier for them. It's not like they can sort of build up confidence with a big win against a team you'd expect them to beat. And City aren't, you know, despite how far ahead they are, we've seen they're not just rolling over mm. and coasting, are they? They're didn't they they got beaten they've heavily got. by Watford, didn't they? Not Brighton. Um, I think it's both. You said Bournemouth. You I say Brighton Bournemouth. and Watford. Oh, sure, who, who is it, Peter? No. Who do you reckon? Newcastle. Sorry, no, no it's, <laughs> it was Bournemouth and Watford. I thought you said Brighton for some reason. It was Bournemouth. Then they lost to Watford, didn't they? That's right. Well, Chelsea now down in fifth. Mm. In They're nineteen fifth. Po- nineteen points off the top. I know Man City have been way way ahead, but Chelsea are the current champions. Lest we forget. Well, they, yeah. I mean, if they lose against um, Manchester City and uh, results, you know, go against them. I mean, Spurs and Liverpool have got winnable games. No disrespect to Huddersfield and Newcastle, mm. of course. Um, they'll be five points off fourth. And as the way Spurs and Liverpool are playing, and and Manchester United despite not scoring too many goals, are very much holding on to that second place at the moment. Despite not scoring too many goals, very much still had David De Gea in goal. (laughs) They'll probably be fine. They've got Dave the Save in there. Dave the Save. (laughs) Man United and Liverpool are on the exact same goal difference, which tells you so much about Liverpool's defence, certainly at the early part (laughs) of the season. Yeah, that's a lovely stat, that. But I, I, I fear for Chelsea, Peter. Yeah, I, do you fear for for a side that are the champions? Well, especially <laughs> do you not care. It's, <laughs> not, it's not as bad as the Mourinho drop off with Chelsea, so it's fine. What about and the fact that Fernandinho? I think is going to miss it, isn't he? He yeah. is, yeah. So that's 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 a big factor, I think. Yeah, mm. could could Pep Guardiola throw Chelsea a bone and play Yaya Torre in? Well, I don't know. <laughs> is that throwing them a bone? Because we saw last season, you give him like three or four games a season, he's a revelation. In True enough, games. he's a magnificent player. I love yeah. Yaya Torre is fantastic because right enough you say because he put him. A, I think it was away to Palace that's last right. season. Where he, he stuck him. It. Was it this season? I can't remember. It was certainly recently, and they and, he, and they threw him in and thought, "Go on then, have a run out." And they won two one, and he got both goals. You know? <laughs> so it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. Is company going to be melting the ice though with his anger and power and excitement? <laughs> he also, I mean, yeah, Arturo will always be a Premier League legend for that season he had when they won the league, where he scored. He's got twenty league goals. I think him and Frank Lampard hold the record. He was absolutely league, fantastic. Twenty goals and plus for a midfielder. But Man City are four to seven to beat Chelsea on Sunday. So ten pounds with bet three six five returns fifteen pounds seventy one. Should they win? Yeah, that's it's going to be. It's going to be a great game. It's, it's one definitely one to look forward to. And I, I don't like it when that type of game is put on a Saturday lunchtime because that mm. always tends to be a bit drab. I don't know what it is about Saturday lunchtime games, mm. but that's on the Sunday, isn't it? So it is on the Sunday. Um, so it's the it four should... o'clock. That's a super Sunday. Exactly. So four, no, but four o'clock on the Sunday is perfect for that game. Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. But they, they've got that right. Well done, the TV <laughs> schedules <laughs> or the Premier League, whoever the hell it is. Um, but yeah, I, but I, I think my point earlier about Barcelona and, and um, uh, Manchester United, I, th- I think that Chelsea for a game like that might well get up for it. So I think it might be closer than what people think. Will it be a close one at Anfield this weekend? Liverpool host Newcastle. I think it could be another four-three. Yeah, <laughs> but that Liverpool will get all of those goals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, are, we, <laughs> are we ever going to not talk about that four-three? No, no, why I, should we? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Which one? It's a uh, long time ago. Pete, wasn't it? Pete, Liverpool have lost one game in the league since the twenty-second of October. Mm. They're in well, amazing let's, form. let's face it, they're not going to lose that match, but I think our defence is a little bit more miserly when it comes well, to compared to something like West Ham. Luke said ahead of the Liverpool-West Ham game last week, I smell an absolute fire sale. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, know why I said fire sale. I probably meant a shellacking or something like that. No, I, I enjoyed it and I knew exactly four, what you they meant. They beat them 4-1 in the end, so I was right. I, I suggested a word of caution. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm going to remove that word this week. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so they're almost gonna, certainly going to get beaten then. Do you want to put your word of caution on in Newcastle, maybe? Or? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah. I think I think they're going to have a torrid time against that front line. Pete, what do you, give us a um, give us a little insight into into the mind of a of a, of a Newcastle fan? What percentage chance do you think <laughs> Newcastle have of winning this game at Anfield? Do you want 
the normal Newcastle fan, or do you want me? Oh, um, I have both. Um, They're a contrast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Normal fan first, then you. Yeah. 99% Liverpool win. That's a normal fan. 99% Liverpool win for me as well. You've got to meet somewhere. So you basically think that Newcastle have a 1% chance of winning this game? It's at Anfield. Yeah. They're unbeaten at Anfield. They're unbeaten at Anfield. Yeah. I can't see that. But then Every no brings you closer to a yes. They could close it out. You know, remember when they played Man City earlier in the season and and they stunk up the place and everyone had a right old whinge about it? They might not get that goal. Though that said... Oh God, more Salah's good, isn't he? <laughs> if they do get one, they'll get twenty. Pete, um, every every match that um, Benitez has played uh, against Liverpool uh, in the Premier League, so this obviously includes his time at Chelsea. Right. They've been they've been draws. Yeah. So, oh, well, there you go. They, actually, there you go. Well, I no, think no. Oh, Rafa the Gaffer might might know how to out <laughs> to stick his special old thing. Him going back there, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. He'll uh, he'll have a he'll have a lovely time. Rafa the Gaffer, Dave <laughs> <laughs> the Save. Yeah. What is this? Right? It's like you're sort of like I mean Guy Ritchie feel. <laughs> These aren't names I came up with, but they're names I'm endorsing. But you are perpetuating. Yes. Yeah. Well, listen, Pete, this is, this is one that will warm your cockles. <laughs> with Bet365, Dwight Gale is currently 12-1 to 1 to score the first goal on this one. So £10 returns £130, including the stake, should that Newcastle man open proceedings in style. Yeah. The problem with Newcastle is, like, in my heart, we've had a lot of absolute poundings, like 5-1s, 6-1s and stuff. And we've that. always scored first. It's always been like Jermaine Jenner or something. It's like, oh, in my heart, if you score early, I was like, terrible idea. Pounding terrible idea. <laughs> Indeed. Well, you're, you're not going to the game then, PT? No. <laughs> what else do you want from me? No. I'm, oh, wor- I'm working. That's a shame. Um, I quite enjoyed uh, Sadio Mane saying recently that all the team love playing for Jurgen Klopp, mm. and that's very much coming across. And again, as you said earlier, Jim, about that stat, and as everybody knows, sort out that defence and you've got one of the best <laughs> sides in Europe, you could argue. Yeah, but they, they have been better late, I mean, lately. They, I wonder, is that the influence of Van Dijk? Yeah, well, I was going to say they have signed Van Dijk, of course. Well, he's starting to come into a bit of form, isn't he? Because he, yeah. he, he, he was flattened to deceive at his previous club and he'd been injured for a little while. So I think now we can settle in and start marshalling his defence a bit more. Well, you certainly hope so. Um, but Mane spoke about the team spirit that they have. Again, it shows on the pitch. When you have what Liverpool have with, with great attacking players, mm. all of them. I mean, they've got goals everywhere in that team. Mm. What a great spirit they, they have and so on. I mean, really, obviously this season Manchester City are, are running away with the league and, and who knows, it'll be, it'll be very tough to, to dethrone them next season as well. But what Liverpool have, they really have something and it would be wonderful for them if they could at least win a trophy mm. uh, and go very even deeper in the Champions League. But I, I liked what Sadio Mane said. We said, we are lucky boys. Yeah. Oh, I like enjoying it, and he said, "We know that on our day we can beat any team in the world." And that's the, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. And I've said I think there's a good chance they'll go far in the, in the Champions League on that basis. But Liverpool, I mean, they have this reputation for conceding you know, large amounts of goals and all the rest of it. But I mean, more recently in the league, they only really concede goals against good teams. Yeah. I mean, mm. they, they, I mean, they they drew two with Spurs, of course. They drew three with Arsenal, didn't they, before Christmas? And that 4-3 against Man, Man City. City yeah. And some of their other results. I mean, they beat Porto 5-0, Southampton 2-0, lost, 4-1 against West Ham. Lost 3-2 to West Brom in the Cup. I said in the yeah. league. So you did. Yeah. In the league. And, and the Champions. Well, they lost 1-0 to Swansea, of course. Yeah. In the mm. league. Yeah, yeah. But I think generally, I mean, Liverpool, they're very, very, they feel to me that they're very close yeah. to being a Premier League yeah, winning team again. That's what I mean. Yeah. And I think if Man City were having an ordinary season, 
there's a chance that it would be a three-way race between Liverpool, Spurs and City, I think. Well, yeah. what's interesting is we Man can see it this season with, with Chelsea <laughs> and you could see it last season with, with Leicester, which is obviously a bit of an anomaly, and then the season before that with Chelsea again, is that defending the Premier League, is, is it seems to be getting harder than ever. Mm. We've not seen a really decent defence of it in quite a while. Do, do you think so, Man City will next season? Well, I, I think they're obviously in a very, very good position to because Guardiola demands so much of his teams and you see that he generally sort of keeps that focus being very high but that then again we've not seen how that translates to the Premier League so I think Liverpool are really well placed to have a better push than they've had in a long time next year as well Jim do you think Man City will be better next season than they are this season it's so hard to predict it is really hard to predict I would say I mean given the heights they've hit I, I think it's going to be Difficult for them to be significantly better. It'd be interesting. But, I, I don't, I don't who they I could, actually, that said, I don't. No, I don't think they'll run the, away with the league again. The reason I'm asking the question is because if you look, I haven't got the stats in front of me, but as far as I remember it, Guardiola's done a really good job of lowering the average age of the team as mm-hmm. well. So these players that he's brought in and, and improved and the rest of it, it's scary to think that a lot of them are actually improving players. And yeah. where, where do they strengthen in the summer? You know that yeah. kind of thing. The only thing is, is if Sergio Aguero. There's, there's been question marks about his future. That could be a load of nonsense. But if he did get, you know, there was a big bid. You can, from... you can see him going and get Lewandowski, can't you? you can see well, him yeah, exactly. This is the point, isn't yeah. it? But Aguero is one of the greatest strikers in, in modern top flight English football history. You know, so whoever they... Hard re- to replace. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Also, a good thing as well is, you know, Liverpool don't seem to be missing Philippe Coutinho much at all. <laughs> and also, they've got Naby Keita to come in. Already, yeah. so you know, as we said before, they're sort of ahead of themselves in terms of planning for next season too. True enough, Jim. True enough. Um, just very quickly, and um, before we talk about our best bet, um, if reports are correct, then Pards has one last chance with mm. this away fixture to Watford. I mean, what is the point of that? <laughs> <laughs> why, why? I don't understand yeah. um, why they would do that at this mm. stage of the season with Pardew because. If they only just realised that, like he's not, he's won. Like, what? How, what's his? What's his record? It's unbelievably well, bad. Seven wins from his last fifty-two Premier League games, which obviously includes his um, part of his spell at Crystal Palace. But seven wins from fifty-two. It's league you, games. It's a part, dude. <laughs> it's a bit like a fight to the death, isn't it? <laughs> You know what I mean, we'll give you one last chance to save yourself, but it's going to be really public. And they and say, potentially and they say, British managers don't get a chance. <laughs> and, and, and if, 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 say, say they do get beaten by Watford at the weekend, right? They then have, I think, nine games left. Exactly. Yeah. So essentially, a maximum of twenty-seven points. Right? They're going to put themselves in a position, and I know they can't turn the clock back now. They put themselves in a position now where, realistically, mm. I mean, there's almost no chance of survival because. Even if they win six, seven games, it's no when it's not enough. It's not going to be enough. Well, actually, actually, no, it probably will be enough. Wins, but you, it's, it's almost impossible to see them win six or seven. Well, games. I hope they take a, a leaf out of Steve Parish, Palace chairman's book because he said that he's preparing for life in the Championship. Now that doesn't mean to say he definitely thinks they're going down, but you're putting in the groundwork just in case they do, so you yeah. don't have a complete fallout and a and it all the, the bottom comes off it. You know, mm. I wonder but how you, that affects squad harmony though. It's a weird one that. Yeah, to to go public with that comment, I suppose, yeah, is an interesting one. And and, and those nine games they'll have left, three of them are Liverpool at home, Spurs at home and United away. Mm. So you never know in the, in the Premier League. Well, I, know, I know West Brom have, have, have miraculously escaped before, thanks to uh, their pals down the South Coast. But six, <laughs> six games, really, six winnable games brings you, if you win all of them, brings you up to 18 points and that puts mm. them on 38 points. Also as well, be enough anyway. when you look at how they've played, the term winnable is very 
fluid, Indeed. let's say. Do you know what I mean? You don't really, you don't really back them in any fixture, the yeah. form they've been in. Well, and, and, and the key thing about the Man United, Liverpool and Spurs games is it's very, very likely all those teams will have a lot to go for yeah. and will still be really motivated to do something. Well, we shall find out next week whether, well, we'll find out on the weekend, of course, and talk about it um, next week. I'm sure if Pardew's still in the job. Uh, but until then, what is our best bet with Bet365, Old Sport? Yes, we got a good one this week. Um, do you guys remember um, a man we hardly knew mm. and we wish him all the best for the future, uh, Tom <laughs> Tom Rodden. Oh yeah, mm. from last week. Yeah, a yeah. Rodden choice for <laughs> he, he very much better. proved to be a Rodden choice. <laughs> well, listen to this. This is from Mark, dear Ramblers. I am Tom Rodden's dad. Oh, oh, oh and wish to formally apologise for the way he let us all down last week. <laughs> <laughs> As a diehard Liverpool fan, he should have known better than to back Everton to score. By way of compensation, I offer my recommendation for this week's bet of the week, mm. which is Burnley to beat Everton and both teams not to score. I be- Go on, on, Jim. Sorry, I'm just gonna, this is my favourite one ever. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I believe this is available at 13 to 5 with Bet365, which would raise a respectable £180, including your stake. So what's the bet, sorry? Burnley. It's Burnley to beat Everton with both teams not to score. So essentially Burnley to win to nil. Okay. Everton to not score we, yeah, in the game. We've heard from the Rodden Berry. Yeah. Now the Rodden Tree is getting involved. Yes. <laughs> Apparently the berry never falls far from yeah, the tree. That's right. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> he said, I shall be at Anfield this week cheering on the mighty Reds uh, with George Rodden, Tom's brother. Tom is grounded to give him time to reflect on the error of his way. <laughs> I hope one of them is called Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> Rodney Rodden. Rod Rodden. That's all I want. Um, uh, that's from Mark Rodden and, he's, and that is indeed 13 to 5. So Tom's dad is correct to say that £50 on that returns a hundred. £180, including stakes, should it come to pass. And we hope it does, of course. Yeah. Not, not because we have any beef with Everton, but because all proceeds go to Prostate Cancer UK. You must be over the age of 18 to gamble and do gamble responsibly. And for more information, go to begamblerware.org. So, to sum up, our best bet, bet365 this week is Burnley to beat Everton with both teams not to score. Yeah. You're looking for a 1-0, you're looking for a 2-0, yeah, you're yeah, looking yeah. for a 3-0. Do you get it? Don't be put off by the wording of that bet. Mm. No. Because you have explained it to yeah. the likes of me. Play there it cool, go. Rodders. <laughs> there we go. Um, the hot rods are in town. Would eh? you love to see his dad pile more misery on him? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. You'd never well, live that down. More misery for, for was it Tom Rodden, is, is more money for charity. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so, hey, Tom, are you going to accept that? Are you going <laughs> to... So there we are, you see. Um, right, Luke, should we look ahead to the weekend? Let's look ahead to the weekend as well, very quickly, because I know we're a bit short of time. Uh, Matt Page says, I'm looking forward to Sven being in the crowd for the West Brom game at Watford, like the spectre at the feast. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it? Oh, I'll tell you something. I, I, that didn't even cross my mind, but yes, that job will be available reasonably soon, I would have thought. <laughs> Who better? Do you think, can you honestly see Sven doing another management job? I mean, I can. I know, but do you I think he picture, will? I can picture it. Do you but think he will? No, I don't think so. I think he's done, mm. if I'm honest with you. Because you, you had a lot of hope for the Australia job, didn't you? Yeah, the Aussie one was, that's perfect for him. Turn up a couple of months before the World Cup, swan in, get yourself three games under your belt at the World Cup, off you go, chart very much. Paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> there you go, Matt. Uh, Matt Page is he's, he's ambitious and optimistic about it, but we'll see. Um, Greg Sleet says, "I'm looking." Greg Sleet, great name for this time of year. Yeah, right? back again. Greg Sleet, um, not to be confused with Greg Snow, um, who's far drier in this sense of humour. Uh, Greg Sleet says, "I'm looking forward to finding out the fate of Pardew." I think we all are. <laughs> yeah. um, Hayden Norton, just in capitals. I love this one. Just in capitals. Orange ball, please. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Um, man. And Steve Davis says. Um, 
It's going to be cold. It's going to be really cold. Oh, I agree. That does um, sound like the Steve Davis. Yeah, you're, you're not looking forward to it being really cold, presumably. Well, you forget that like, fo- whenever you go and watch football, it's always a little bit colder than you expect. You just stood around. Yes, because you're not always, moving. Always double up on the clothes. But what I will say is, Pete, that um, that's absolutely correct. And when I went to Fratton Park most recently, that was absolutely the case. Mm. But when you go to these new stadiums, these new these, stadiums, these new stadiums, stadiums. with, their, with like? their foreign beams. I'll, t- I'll tell you something now, Jim. I was at Wembley for the Spurs Man United game and I was genuinely hot. Really? It's because there's so many people there uh, and it's so well done. See, when I went there's to no see... wind whipping in. It's like right, a bowl, right? Okay. When I went to see Spurs v Brighton, which was not as cold as it is now, but it was an evening game and probably around November time, I was cold. Hmm. So maybe you, uh, maybe you were with some warm-blooded Did people. Did you double up on clothes, as Pete suggested? Um, and I maybe that's perhaps why. overlooked. Did you wear loads of thermal Did you wear gear? two pairs of trousers? <laughs> yeah. is, is it just me or is if you, if you go if you out wearing long johns, you feel like a bit of a pervert? <laughs> Uh, no. you know what I mean I never really it's, like, it's like when you go and play football in uh, those kind of really thin um, like kind of like, like tight sort shorts of thing. over yeah. the top you don't, I yeah. don't feel right no. I don't ever do it personally <laughs> I don't feel right um, speaking of cold I did a shoot last week down on uh, this week sorry last down on Southampton docks wow <laughs> right and I looked at my phone when I was doing it hate messages and it was minus four mm. without the windshield right. on the docks it was the coldest I've ever been. I could hardly deliver the lines because I couldn't feel my face. Stop having a go at Southampton. I can't feel my face did, when did, I'm with you. Did the warmth of the people not make up for it? No. I was behind the Limmy lines and they knew it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's it from looking here for the, yeah. for the weekend. Yeah, we you, can you rectify that melody you just did because it was a bit off? I can't feel my face when I'm with you. No. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. <laughs> like doing the hands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I will I am and over it? <laughs> But will I, I am. Am. <laughs> Oh yeah, I, I get confused. Will I am? I will I am? Will I am? Will be? Uh, he'll be in Manchester. I don't know it. Weekend. I don't think I know it well uh, enough. Yeah. Right. Thank you very much for listening to the preview show sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. Everybody, we are off to make a snowman. I presume. Say goodbye, Luke. Uh, yeah, we'll put a little carrot on his nose. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Mm. Later. Say goodbye, Petey. I'll put a carrot elsewhere. And goodbye from me. <laughs> 